Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the first ever episode of Paranormal Coffee. It's a dark and stormy night tonight, so I figured it's the perfect time to tell a creepy story. I'll just take a second to tell you about myself. I'm 30 years old, and I clearly love the paranormal and coffee. Tonight, I'm drinking Thunder King coffee, and just to put this out there, I'm not endorsed, and I have no affiliation with them other than that I love their coffee. Ever since I was a kid, I've loved being scared, and I've loved scary things, from shows about the paranormal to horror movies and everything in between. My local area has quite a few haunted attractions, such as like uh, Jason's Woods, Field of Screams, are just some of the big ones that we have around us that people love. And then we also have a lot of haunted locations. I'm in central Pennsylvania, so I'm close to Philly. I'm close to a lot of great areas that have a lot of haunted history. I wanted to take this episode to talk about something that is a local lore, sort of local. Tonight we'll be talking about something that stalks the New Jersey woods, the Jersey Devil. Being from Pennsylvania, this is semi-local lore that I have heard for years. I've always found this scary, and I was always told that this actually wasn't the scariest part of New Jersey. I was always told that the scariest part of New Jersey is that they pump your gas for you and that you don't pay to get in, but you do pay to get out. Reported in 1735 in the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. The Pine Barrens are actually quite large. They're about 1,100,000 acres. The creature is known as the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil, named after his family. Legend has it, a Pines resident, Mother Leeds, found herself pregnant for the 13th time. Mother Leeds was not living a wealthy lifestyle. Her husband was a drunk who made very little effort to provide for his family and their 12 children. Upon learning of the 13th child, Mother Leeds proclaimed, let this one be a devil. A few months later, Mother Leeds goes into labor on a dark and stormy night, quite like tonight. No longer remembering the curse that she had uttered on her new child, the 12 children and the husband were in one room of the house while the mother and the midwives in another. The birth went well, and there was nothing unnormal about the child. Within minutes of the birth, her unholy wish begun. The child began to grow at an extremely fast rate. Horns grew from the top of its head. Talon-like claws grew from the tips of its fingers. Bat wings grew from its back, and the feathers all over its body. Its eyes grew to be a violent red, and it began to claw and killed his mother. Then turning its attention to the others in the house, tearing the midwives limb from limb, injuring and killing some of the others, the monster then turned its attention to its father and its siblings. Reports say that if you venture into the Pine Barrens, you will hear unearthly howls, and there are countless stories about being attacked. There are some differences in the story, however. Parts of the story say that the child was born in a normal fashion and then transformed into the hideous creature that we know as the Jersey Devil, but then there's other reports saying that it came out strictly as the Jersey Devil. So there is a variation between how it was born. Again, any further into more um, credible accounts of what the creature looks like and also some stories about the Jersey Devil from people who have reportedly seen it, I would just like to take a second to thank my friend Cindy. Cindy is part of the dynamic duo of Truth and Scare podcast. 
They're a podcast that is similar to mine, talking about anything from paranormal and ghosts to serial killers and true crime. They do a great job, and it's just a wonderful time to listen to. So if you get a chance, please check out Truth and Scare Podcasts wherever you listen to your major podcasts. The Jersey Devil really solidified its history in January 1909, when nearly 1,000 sightings were reported. While testing cannonballs at Hanover Mills Works in the Pine Barrens, Navy Commander Stephen Decatur reportedly saw the creature and shot at it. The projectile blew a hole in it, and it was unfazed by it. They found strange tracks in the field, but bloodhounds refused to follow the tracks. They say it apparently even closed down schools because of this. After the sightings, after this, the sightings actually started to slow down. But in 1927, a taxi driver was changing a tire, and the man told police that a winged creature was pounding on the roof of the car while he changed it. In 1960, wealthy merchants started to offer up a $250,000 reward to anyone who could capture the Jersey Devil. Residents of Mary's Landing started to hear horrifying screams in the night, but there was no explanation for them. The people began to panic, so police started to hang around flyers. But a circus owner countered the offer by offering up a $100,000 reward to anyone who could capture the creature. In 1980, Wharton State Park Forest Chief Ranger Alan McFarlane saw something both mysterious and gross while also stumping his wildlife knowledge. A brutal scene on a New Jersey farm, a pack of pigs had been killed. He reported the back of their heads were eaten and their bodies were scratched and torn. However, there were no tracks surrounding the area and also no blood. I guess we could say maybe the Jersey Devil is a bacon lover. The most recent sightings occurred in Galloway Township in October 2015. David Black was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line on the side of the road. Suddenly, the creature spread its wings and flew away. He captured the beast's image with his cell phone, and the picture went viral. A few days later, after Black snapped his picture, Emily Martin shot a video of what looks to be the same creature after she spotted it on Old Port Republic Road, near Leeds Point. Both of them swear that neither of the image, neither the image or the video were edited or staged in any way. Some who have seen the picture and the video think otherwise. The images look like a goat with wings, and the video seems to be fake to me. It just looks too um, good to be true. I want to believe in this. I really do. I've always looked to see, to want to see these things that I'm going to talk about on this show. I want to believe. But the images that these people posted, they just look like a goat. And it's like the same goat. It's the same exact goat in both pictures. It's it's a muddy black goat-looking thing with almost animated-looking wings because they flap so, like, digitally that it just doesn't look real to me. I just don't think that anyone who would do something so credible would post something so similar. I just can't imagine that it's real. It just doesn't it doesn't look authentic to me. And that's what I look for is maybe not the clearest image or even, you know, something that just looks super professional, but I want it to be authentic when I look at it. 
I just I I yearn for something if we're going to have proof of these paranormal things that the picture should look authentic. I've used that word multiple times now, but really that's what I want to see. And if we're not going to have that, if we're not going to have something that looks not only real but genuine, what's the point of you know submitting something? And I just think that these people may have been in cahoots together, and if they weren't, then you know maybe they found out. Maybe the girl saw the image, you know, took the image because when I see the goat in the video, it's not even really flying; it's just kind of moving, and the wings are just like moving with it, not like the wings are moving it. So I don't know. I guess it's just something that you need to be maybe open-minded more, but I'm very skeptical on these things because like I said in the beginning of my rant, I do want to believe in these things. I really do. I want to see a ghost. I've always wanted to see a ghost and I do want to see Bigfoot. I want to see all of these things up close and personal, but it boils down to if I don't see it with my own two eyes and it doesn't touch me or I don't hear it myself, then there's no real purpose to... The credibility if I'm not going to believe it. So I'm giving these pictures like a three out of 10 at best. I just, there's no credibility to them at all. So that's going to end my episode. This is my first one. So I don't know what I'm doing well, and I don't know what I'm doing terrible. I know my chair is squeaking in the background when I move even the slightest bit. And my boom arm for my microphone is very, very creaky from its springs. So I do apologize. And my mic is actually very sensitive for not being a powered mic. Anyway, I just want to take the time to thank everyone for listening. This is a learning curve for me, and I promise you I will grow into a better podcaster to bring this podcast to life. I really enjoyed it. The homework for this was great. I had a blast doing it, so I think I will continue. I don't know what the future holds. I'd like to upload maybe once a week, but honestly, with my work schedule and trying to spend time with my wife and fit in friends and family, I don't know how well that's going to go. Also, COVID-19 is sort of coming to an end. I mean, as much of an end as is in sight. So I was talking to my friend the other day, and we were talking about maybe potentially going hiking. I live right by the Appalachian Trail, and there's a lot of apparently good haunted places right around us. So we've been thinking about maybe hiking into a haunted area and setting up a tent. I've always wanted to go ghost hunting on my own, but you know, of course, there's legality issues with that, and I don't want to get a fine over a podcast. I don't have money for that. But anyway, we were talking about going to legal areas that are haunted, apparently. There's a lot that I've done research on within an hour or two drive. My friend and I both have tents. We've thought about going up, taking some equipment, like cameras. I know he has a like a recorder that he bought that's like really expensive that he used for EVP stuff. Uh, my friend isn't an amateur even at um, ghost hunting, but he loves to go and see haunted places. And when I texted him last night, he was all about it right off the bat. So I think we're going to be trying to go hit up some haunted areas that we can camp in. The idea of going somewhere in and it's haunted is terrifying to me in itself. I I do love to be scared, but in being scared, there's that adrenaline rush that I know and love, but it's also terrifying at the same time, which is, I guess, being scared. So talking to him, he said, what is more terrifying than going somewhere haunted? Hiking in somewhere haunted, and then you're staying the night, and you start to see ghosts, or you hear stuff, and that's even creepier to me. So anyway, pretty much, 
I love the idea of being trapped no matter what in that area where I'm camping because a lot of it is backwoods camping. It is not a campground. We're not staying at, you know, a nice place with a pool or a lake even. Uh, a lot of this is, uh, you know, one, two, three miles into the woods. And yes, I can hike out in the middle of the night with a headlamp, but I'm afraid that I might have weak ankles and I might break something. So anyway, I think that's going to be the next episode is going somewhere around me. I'll get the back lore. I'll record the back lore before we go. I'm actually going to take my setup with. Uh, my setup is actually just through my iPhone, through a camera adapter and a USB microphone. And I'm not going to take everything, but I'm going to take like the boom arm or I'm not going to take the boom arm. I'm going to take just the microphone and the little stand that it came with. And I think I'm going to try to, you know, record while we're there, say if we saw anything, what it's like around there. Did we hear anything in the, in, you know, the daytime hours? And then I think we might stay two nights. So I'll report back after the first night, say what we heard, say what we saw, if there was even anything. And then we'll stay the second night and do the same in the morning. And we'll uh, just, you know, report. And then maybe we'll take a look at pictures, maybe some EVPs. And then after that, we'll come back. We'll review everything for maybe, you know, a few days or so. And then after I've, you know, gone through all the evidence, I think we're just going to sit down and we're just going to go over everything with everyone and say, here's what we found. And I'm going to try to splice whatever we can get out of that. Like if there's any EVPs, I'm going to try to put that into the um, actual podcast so that you can hear it for your own two ears. Tell me what you can hear, what you think it's, you know, if there's anything saying anything, I don't know. I'm interested to see, and I'm really excited. So thank you again for joining me. This has been quite the experience and I've realized I'm a perfectionist. So this has taken a long time for me to record because if I trip over any words, which I do talk fast. So if I trip over anything, I re-record and re-record and re-record so honestly, I think I might just need to stop worrying about that and just, you know, know that people may love this podcast and people may hate this podcast. But as long as someone's getting enjoyment and doesn't mind me tripping over my words and stuttering, I guess that doesn't matter. So again, for the third time, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate anyone who's listened. This is a wonderful experience. I'm Patrick, and this has been Paranormal Coffee. <laughs>